The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hi, Boston. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. My name of the show is from the trenches, observation from the trenches. But well, think about things that, I'm, that I've seen in the last 22 years of being out in the trenches providing mental health services in folks' homes, seeing policies made on high, how it affects members of our community, and also just offer up a new perspective, a new worldview that we need, that we need to consider. You're listening to WBCA 102.9. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9. And I'm your host, your host, Larry Higginbottom. And the name of our program is From the Trenches, Observation from the Trenches. I want to today talk about reparation is not a marathon. Excuse me. Reparation is a marathon, not a sprint. Reparation is a marathon, not a sprint. My community is not a permanent underclass in a country that black Americans built into the wealthiest country in the world because of racist laws. I repeat. My community is not a permanent underclass in a country that black Americans built into the wealthiest country in the world because of racist laws. Our legitimate grievances that caused Dr. King to be murdered has been totally, totally removed from the table. Everybody and anybody is getting attention but the folks who made it possible. All the laws that our elders got out there and got beat bled, died, insulted for, degraded for, voting right, 1964 Act of Civil Rights, affirmative action, which, by the way, from the very beginning, the government of white America was, was out to gut that, because why? It benefited us. Make no mistake about that. So no group needs more attention than black Americans. Again, I'm against no group but my focus and attention is on my group, American-born blacks, or Ados, as I identify, American descendant slaves. That's my lineage. That's what I come out of. I am like you are, I am like you, African ancestry. Yes, I am. But I'm not African. I'm not African. I've been to Ghana, South Africa, and Egypt, stood in front of the pyramids, but I'm not African. And those Africans let me know that I belong to no tribe there. I got no problem with it now. I am Ados, American descendants of slaves. So when I think about my group, Ados, or American-born blacks, we have given the most to America yet got nothing. Our group has given the most and got nothing. We fought in every war she ever had, starting with the war from independence from England on to be re-enslaved because they broke their word, put back, in put back in shackles. We have the most law and devoted group of anybody here in this country, but yet still we get nothing. And so reparations are dead, people. All right? It's not a gimme. It's not wanting what, not wanting something, nothing. 
is because the people have been aggrieved by a group of people that the federal government allowed it to occur. It's the greatest theft of wealth known to America. I repeat, what occurred to Ados or American Black is the greatest theft of wealth occurred in this country. 247 years of enslavement, 100 years of apartheid, Jim Crow, black codes, sharecropping. There's 347 years of stolen wealth from our community. All because of racist laws. Condoned and affirmed and validated by the federal government. So who is responsible for reparation? The payment? The federal government. Because you allowed us to be subjected to this here inhumane demonic treatment. The federal government allowed it. So I have no axe to grind with the white community or the city or the state or the churches or the businesses who made billions off, off of us. My focus should be, our focus should be on the federal government. You are the reason why people did what they did. You are the reason why we was treated inhumanely. You are the reason why our people were the currency. We were the money. You, you get all you get all kind of thing if you had one of my ancestors enslaved. So again, who is responsible? Not who's to blame now. Who is responsible? Federal government. Think about the see a neighbor. World War II. Europe, the whole world devastated. Europe in ruins. Japan in ruin, right? America has rebuilt all of these countries, but done nothing to repair or rebuild black America. Think about that now. Europe was in ruins, but America rebuilt Europe and Japan. And keep in mind, we had family members, elders of ours, who died over there in France, in Germany, Africa, Japan, etc. They died. Only to come back to America to be denied any access to the GI Bill, which put many of these piss-poor white Europeans in the college, homes, business loans, etc. But they always tell us, pull yourself up, pull yourself up by your bootstrap. The New Deal. Created the white middle class. That's that's fact. You can read more about that if you read, right? When the firm when the firm when the firm was white. That's all fact. All fact-based. But anything that might remotely benefit American born black is always met with what? Contempt, pushback, and disdain. And I'll tell you why, neighbor. Our relationship in America has been founded on, right? 247 years of enslavement. What we were called chattel property. They could do to us at will. Rape us, kill us, beat us, lynch us, you name it, with impunity. And the federal government allowed these atrocities. They allowed it. So, it didn't stop there, though. They had a war over us and was supposed to be emancipated. 
for a short period of time during Reconstruction, the white majority got with the black minority and passed laws. It's the only time voting ever worked because why the white majority got with our ancestors, passed the 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment. When they got sick of us, out went Reconstruction. We stormed back to the wolves. We've been fighting for our life ever since. And nothing has been done to aid or assist us since we have been so-called emancipated. As Dr. King said, democracy, freedom to hunger, famine, no protection under law, no land to take care of ourselves, no weapons to defend ourselves from these irate white individuals, these gangs. Reparations do. But let me be clear to my people, my group. This is going to be a marathon, neighbor, and not a sprint. So put your house slippers on and be, and be prepared for all kinds of snide remarks, all kinds of comments, even from members of our own group who've been bamboozled and hoodwinked. And as Dr. King said, and you can also hear him, if you would, would go to a clip, you know, listen uh, from a dream to a nightmare, from a dream to a nightmare, right? Dr. King said in his own words, it didn't cost America nothing for us, for us, for us to get the right to vote. Sit at a lunch counter or sleep in a hotel or public uh, public accommodation. It's all laws, all, all administrative, all laws. He said it's going to cost them something. He said we're getting that great pushback of why it's going to cost them something to clean up slums and ghettos, provide employment, quality housing, quality education, quality health care. It's going to cost them something to A, write the Negroes or write America more black or to make us whole. It's going to cost them something. So they have been fighting tooth and nails, right, for the last 70 years to anything that might remotely benefit American-born blacks, always met with pushback. Because why? Our relationship founded in slavery is built on contempt, disdain, and hate. They will support anything and everybody but us. That's why we got to put our slippers on and understand we must fight for us. We must fight for a do-over, a new deal, reparation. If you think about it, right, everything I've read from economists all say that we're too far behind for anything called uh, universal policy, you know, for everybody, you know, policy for everybody. That's not going to do nothing for us. It's too late for that. We now are at score zero. We are at square zero. In 2023, we are at square zero. But unfortunately, many of us, right, are blinded to that fact. We're blinded to the fact that our group has no wealth. And it's because the federal government made sure that when America was up and coming, that our group, ADOs, American More Blacks, would be shut out of participating in the development and prosperity of America. We was here. 
We should be one of the wealthiest group in this country because why? We were always here. We was here. When there was nothing out there in these suburbs, not in these cities, we was here. And when we did build towns, Black Wall Street, town in Wilmington, North Carolina, because of hate and contempt and jealousy, they burnt him down to the ground. And not one person was ever prosecuted or held accountable. All because of the hate that's been thoroughly ingrained in the psychology of white folks since our arrival here. It's still here. Their process of being socialized, right, is to keep us a permanent omniclass in this caste system. And so if we're not fighting for reparation, we're foolish. And reparation is not just for you and me, you know. It's really for those who have not even yet been born. That they get a new deal. That they get a different hand. That they are, that they are given a chance at prospering, at rising. Not for you and me. I'm sure Dr. King and his followers, our elders, you know, because they came from our families, you know. It was made, you know, laborers, farmers, you know. I'm sure they knew that what they was fighting for, they would never, ever benefit from it. I'll say again. I'm sure that they knew that what they was fighting for, they was never going to benefit from their sacrifice. But it showed no greater love than to put their bodies on the line for you and me. And so we should pay homage to our elders who got out there and what I call civilized the psyche of white community. Because they were vicious. Downright vicious. Downright evil. Some of y'all seen on Facebook about the uh, doc, doc situation there in Mobile, Alabama where the, uh, I guess, uh, security doc officer was jumped by four or five or eight white people. If that was 1950, he would have been murdered with no impunity, with nobody being punished. If it was 1950, he might not even had that job. And in 1950, right, if some blacks did come to his aid, right, they probably would meet an angry white mob who would probably lynch him. But because of the brave elders of ours, Ados, American descendant slaves, American blacks, because of our elders got out there and marched with King, fought with King, right? Got hit, bitten by dogs, the whole nine yards. We have civilized that spirit of white racism. The psychology of whiteness has been civilized to a great degree. You still see on these videos that it's still, still mean. It still don't like us. But we have done a better job of civilizing them compared to our elders who had to put up with all that nonsense. Can you imagine living in 1910, 1910, 1920, 30, 40, 50? What our elders had to endure to, to subject themselves to, tolerate, look over, 
Can you imagine what they, had, what they had to go through? But you and I to be here? So reparation is due. It's the greatest theft of wealth ever occurred to a group. So what happened to us? 24 years of slavery, not just slavery, but 100 years, all right, of apartheid Jim Crow black codes. Wealth of being stolen, opportunities being denied, and I'm not even talking about the emotional trauma that our folks experience, the violence, okay, the naked, unchecked, unbridled violence that we were, 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 were subjected to, subjected to. And who allowed it? Federal government. Federal government, you allowed this here. You allowed your community, right, to be a downright tyrant when it came to American-born blacks. You condoned it. You encouraged it. You had no problem with it. From 1865 to 1965, not one executive order from any president to stop lynching. Think about it now. Not one executive order from any president stop lynching. That's a sad commentary. Sad commentary. So, I also want to just say to my community, don't be dismayed or discouraged because folks tell you, oh, it'll, it'll never happen. You want something, nothing. There ain't no slaves. I call that, right, projection. They're trying to take a spotlight off of themselves and put it on us as you all are the problem. You, you cry in that victim role. No, we've been victimized. We're expressing you, right, that your behavior and the impact it had on us. We've been victimized. We're not victim. I don't know of any black American waiting around crying, talking about woe is me, what white folks done did. I don't know anybody doing that. They tried out there trying to raise their family as best they could throughout this whole nightmare. Trying to raise their family the best they can. Keep their sanity. Keep themselves from being what hurt, murdered, or lynched by angry white mobs because why the federal government made sure we had no protection. I don't know anybody out there crying, worries me about white people or playing what they call the victim role. That's all I call diversion. When they try to put the spotlight off of those who are responsible for this construct and put it on those who've been victimized by this construct that they created. Is it somewhat ironic? Think about this. It's ironic that those with no melanin would, would create a construct where those who had melanin, right, could be demonized, dehumanized, degraded, exploited, murdered, raped, because suppose you have no culture, you came from nothing. So they distorted our history. They distorted our narrative, all to benefit them. So those who have no melanin deliberately, deliberately set out to create a construct that would justify crime against humanity against those who have melanin. Think about that. Just think about that for a moment. Think about that. Those who have no melanin set out to subject the worst crimes known to man to those who had melanin. 
and they're going to try to egg you three cents, three cents psychology and blame us for our own demise. For our own demise. How sick is that spirit of white racism? And so we should not be deterred, but even some of our own members go on TV and denounce the reparation. So keep in mind, neighbor, throughout our time in this country, throughout our time in this country, the white supremacists always found some member of our group to say, you know, slavery ain't bad. That's how God intended it. Mr. Charles, he ain't that bad. He ain't doing that bad. They've always found some member of our group, right, to co-sign their evilness. So, don't be upset if you hear Candace Owen or Larry Elder, anybody, co-signing their mess. Because why? They got to eat too. They got to they eat too now. Understand it now. There's 40 million black Americans. At the last census, 2020, I think they need 46 or 48 million blacks, black race here. Once you tracked out, right, the Caribbeans, and also the Africans, like, like 40 million of it, 40 million black Americans. Well, those members of our group who side with the white supremacists, they don't speak for all 40 million people. Be Candace Owen, Larry Elder, anybody. They don't speak for the whole 40 million. They speak for themselves. But the reason why they're given a microphone, because, see, the plan is, the white person says you're going to holler racism. But if one of your own say, right, it's supposed to be validated. It's supposed to be authentic. Poppycock. Poppycock. So now they really have one of, one of our own members, right, denounce preparation. That's ludicrous. Ain't no slaves. I don't know any slaves. That's a lie. There's 40 million descendants of slaves in America right now. 40 million. 40 million. And they have been deliberately hurt because of racist laws that excluded this group from sharing the wealth of America when she was up and coming. We have been a robbed of wealth during 247 years of slavery. And it didn't stop there. It continued under the black coal, Jim Crow, and sharecropping. It's a dead old here, neighbor. And don't be discouraged when some of your own try to make it look, try to make it look foolish. Just, just remember now, throughout history, throughout history here, the white supremacists have always used some of, our, some, of our, some of our own to affirm their belief. No, no, ain't nothing wrong. You know, ain't nothing wrong. Anybody can make it. That was deemed this and now. Racism in America is structured and is also systemic. It's here to stay. White supremacy at its core is about race. And I say again, demeaning no whites, degrading no whites, not denigrating no whites. Part of their process of being socialized is to maintain white supremacy. They have socialized all of them to maintain this construct. All of them. It is what it is. Because think about this here, neighbor. Be communism, socialism, any kind of social construct, you need what? You need people. 
you need to indoctrinate, indoctrinate and socialize your people, right, to maintain that construct, preserve it, and what pass it to the next generation. Come on now. Come on now. You need to what? Indoctrinate and socialize your people to maintain that construct. What's the premise of racism ain't going nowhere? White racism is not going anywhere. Because all white people have been socialized and indoctrinated to maintain white supremacy. All of them. It doesn't work without people. Any construct does not work without people. That being the case, right, don't be deterred, right, because it seems like an uphill battle. Keep this in mind here, neighbor. Who would have thought 50 years ago that America would have, right, legal same-sex marriage? Well, a man can marry a man, one woman, marry, woman can marry a woman. Who would have thought that 50 years ago, 25 years ago? They started that fight in the 60s in New York. Come out the closet. We come out the closet. We come out the closet. We are coming out the closet. We're going to be visible and we're going to show out. It took them 60 years, 60 years of pushing, agitating, right? Being steadfast to finally get the law passed that now a man can marry a man. Woman, woman can marry can, a woman can marry a woman. Sixty years, and I'm sure that many in their own community said, "Never, never happen. Never going to happen. America's never, ever, ever going to cave in and allow that kind of law to pass." I'm sure many of them died on the down low, never experiencing being openly gay or lesbian, or transgender, whatever you, you want to call them, right? You don't need a majority, but you need a consensus of people who are going to keep pushing, going to keep fighting. So I said to you, neighbor, no one would have ever thought that America would be allowing same-sex marriages, but here we are. It took them six decades, 60 years to get here. That's why I say to you, reparation is a marathon, not a sprint. And yes, you will have even family members and friends who will try to discourage you. Once I say you're a lunatic, you got your mind. But think about this here. All those in the closet gays and homosexuals and lesbians, but now they're coming up like daisies. They're popping like daisies. Everybody not proud to be gay. Everybody talk about their sexual orientation. Everybody's pride, 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 pride. But many did not put any skin in the game. Many didn't fight. That's why I said you don't need a majority, but you need what? Consensus. You need a core group of folks who are going to stay the course and stay the fight. And so I say to you, Magamore Blacks, Ados, American descendant slave, do not be discouraged. You get folks sit on TV talking about, no, oh, you try to define reparation. No, well, you know, we all agree the slave was a, 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 a darkness on, on, the, on the country. It was really a, a shameful period. But they never offer any regress to atone for that. You notice that? They all agree now. It was horrible. Yes, it was. But they don't want to compensate the people who were deliberately hurt 
and now who now are permanent underclass because of those racist laws. And it didn't just stop there. It went on for another hundred years during the black code, Jim Crow, sharecropping. Didn't stop there. Mass incarceration, redlining. Come on now. Don't let folks put you on the defensive when it comes to reparation. It's dead old. And don't let folks actually tell you, right, how it should be distributed, how it should be uh, constructed. That's not their call. I'll tell you again. You cannot let folks tell you, or the white community, how it should be constructed. Not their call. Would you, would, think about it. Would you allow the rapist, right, to construct his own, his, his, his own consequences? You do that? Would you allow the rapist to tell you, right, how he should be, you know, punished? Answer is no. Would you allow the murderer to tell you his consequences? How he should be constructed? Answer is no. So why in God's name should we allow members of the white community, right, to construct our solution for, for reparation? That's not the call. And the reason why the whole Civil rights, civil, rights, civil rights movement failed. Why it failed? Who wrote those policies? Who wrote the regs? The same folks who hold us in contempt and disdain. Think about it. The reason why the civil rights movement failed, right? Because the people who've been socialized and indoctrinated to hold us in contempt and disdain wrote the policies. They wrote the regs. It's insane. So I hope and pray as we fight for reparation and when it comes to fruition in the future, that we don't have that community writing the policies of what it's going to look like, what it's going to be. They got to come from us. We just want them to do two things, fund it and enforce it. Fund it and enforce it. But how it should be constructed, distributed, must come from us. It must come from ADOs. Not from black people. This is a specific grievance from a specific group. Ados. Not black people, not the black race, not Caribbeans, not Africans, but American born blacks. We must be the architect, the architect of how it's gonna be constructed. What it's gonna look like. And it can't be a rest job, why? All the research I've seen, all the research, research I've seen by economists, it's going to take centuries to write this wrong. If we had, right now, a very comprehensible program for reparation, it would take decades of centuries for this thing really to start to kick in to make a difference. So it's not going to be a marathon to get it, it's not going to be a marathon, right, to change our condition. We're going to be here for a minute. But we got to fight for it. Not black people, not, not the black race, but Ado's got to fight for it. We got to be out front for it. And we don't need to hear no comment from Caribbeans or African or Asian or anybody else. They got their reparation when they came to the country. 
1965 Act of Immigration is their, is their reparation. And that came off the backs of the civil rights movement, uh, off the backs of the civil rights movement. So they got the reparation. So I don't, I don't hear nothing they got to say. Okay? And you shouldn't either. They got to say. Because why? This grievance is not about them. It's about us. About us. And they say, well, you know, I wasn't here. You know, uh, I got nothing to do with that. It's irrelevant. When you come to a country, right, you assume their debt and obligations. Just as simple. When you come to America or any country to live, you assume their debt and obligation. Reparations are debt. So if you don't, if you don't want to pay the debt, go back home. But you can't say, well, I wasn't here and I do with it. And you know, I don't know about that. Irrelevant. If you're in America, if you came here, you assume the debt of that country. You can't say what you will or will not pay. Ain't up to you. Ain't up to you at all. So that argument holds no water. So if you don't want to end up paying for reparation, or send your tax dollars go, 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 uh, go for reparation, go back home. So you got a home to go back to. All these immigrants have a home to go back to. Be the Caribbean, African, from India, China, Japan, Southeast Asia, you know, Africa. They got a place. They got a place to go back home. We are the only group, only group, have nowhere to go. Africa is not our home. Africa is not our home. We are so far removed from being Africa. It ain't funny. It ain't funny. Haven't gone there. Experienced, had a great time. But I'm not an African. I'm not one of them. I am an American. And so I'm gonna fight for my group. But what if time I got left, I'm going to fight with those who's fighting for, for reparation for black Americans only. Because of the debt over here. This debt has to be paid. It's just simple. So it ain't about, ain't no slaves here. It ain't about that. A group has been aggrieved and denied due process. And that debt has to be paid. So again, don't deter, you know, don't waver. Stay the course. Just keep in mind this here, neighbor. It took the community of gays and lesbians 60 years, 60 years to finally get same-sex marriages. And now folks are okay with them being governor, mayors, lawyers, judges. It took 60 years. It's going to take the same amount of time or even more for reparation. But it's due because why? It's justice. Justice must be served. This crime against humanity must be compensated for. This crime against humanity must be compensated for. But it's up to us to fight for it. Us. We got to be out front. We got to be vocal. We got to be, be, be the man of the New Deal. Aim to aim at us only. We can't be timid, right? Or fearful to say that. 
We were harmed in this nightmare. Our group was seriously harmed in this nightmare. And don't be distracted by a few athletes or entertainers who are doing well. They are, although good people, just high-priced properties. That's all they are. Those platforms they own, they don't own those. And in fact, as I think about it, right, last 30 years, American more blacks have become what I call the court jester, who's there to entertain the king and the queen. We are what I call the court jester. We can sing, we can dance, we can act, hit that ball, kick that ball, shoot that ball. You do that, right? As long as you stay in your place, as long as you don't make no waves, we'll make sure that you, you make millions. You can do that. You know, we'll make sure that you're well, comp- you're well compensated. We can do that. As long as you stay in your lane. Don't think you're going to use your platform, right, to do anything, right, to raise consciousness amongst your group about white supremacy, about, re- about reparation. But you can be the court jester, entertain the king and queen, and, and its followers, if you stay in your lane. So our entertainers, our athletes are just that. We are just the court jesters. We are the court jesters. We are to entertain people. We're not here to pass laws. We can't pass not one law. We can't pass not one law. And because we now earn what I call Crossover money, cross crossover money, mean you getting white folks' money now? You gotta really temper temper what you're gonna say. How you gonna say it. Because if you don't want your endorsement pulled or your contract terminated, you better watch your mouth, son. You better watch your mouth, Missy. Because white supremacy will turn on you in a heartbeat. And they know that. They know that. That's why our so called Monday entertainers, singers, rappers, rappers, right? They know the only group they can denigrate and degrade is their own. They can call they can call all the N words they want to, B words, H words, you name it. You name it. You can all talk about murdering yourself, killing, killing him, killing, killing her. No problem. We can make money off that. You can too. But you better keep our name out of your mouth. You can't say nothing about the Jewish community, white community, lesbian, gays, Asian, nobody. But you, but you want to denigrate your own group? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. We're okay with that. We can market that. And we're going to call it, well, you know, they're just talking about their experience. Just talking about their experience. That's what they're singing about, rapping about their experience. But your buddy not singing about us. Your buddy not denigrate us. Or degrade us. I call I call our women bees, but not do that. And our current entertainers is okay with that. They're okay with that. So we at a crossroad, Edos, American born blacks, sinner slaves. We are at square zero in 2023. The advantage we had that caused out the king's life has been totally, totally squandered and wasted. From the very beginning, the white elite, the white elite was out to gut all those ordinances 
that was passed to benefit us to address slavery and Jim Crow. That's why everybody became a minority. That word meant really for the Negroes. But they made sure everybody came up. You made sure everybody came up under that, uh, under that umbrella. Everybody got under the umbrella. Under the 1964 Civil Rights Bill. Everybody. Under the word minority. And the same applied to affirmative action. What LBJ intended for the Negroes, right? They made sure everybody, anybody could be what? A minority. Again, it may be anybody but you. Voting. Voting has not done anything for our community since Reconstruction. I'll say again. Voting has not done nothing for our community since Reconstruction. And the only reason why I worked on Reconstruction was when the white majority teamed with the black minority, passed some laws. Because why? One man, one vote now. Voting has never been a viable option to address our legitimate grievances. Reason being, one person, one vote. In every chamber in this country, be it at the city level, city level, state, or federal level, the reason why no ordinance can pass aimed at aiders only, the numbers don't. The numbers don't work. You can't get your colleagues to sign off on a bill aimed at us only, even when it's research-based and the data says this group needs some relief. This group here, based on where they are, needs some special attention. Ain't happening. Numbers don't work. So, politics was never really the correct vehicle to address our legitimate grievances. I believe we should have opted out of trying to be a citizen because of the relationship and the foundation it's built on. We should have really strived to be initial for the nation with trees with America, we got land, they can do business with us, right? We got arms to protect ourselves, and we're about our business. But we're here now. We're here now. And so now we find that the path that we chose to be a citizen in 1865 was the wrong path. We are wealthless, 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 no wealth. The only thing that's going to repair that it's reparation. And we're wealthy because the federal government made sure that we was going to be locked out when America was a virgin country, a virgin territory, up and coming. We were here. But their racist laws, beliefs, and practices made sure that our elders would not be able to participate. And when they did, and they, third, and they flourished and they prospered, they burned them to the ground because of their hate and contempt of us in their, in their psychology. So if you're not fighting for reparation, you're foolish. I should also add, while you're fighting for it, right, you want to be comfortable now. Why it's going to be a marathon, not a sprint. Which means you must, you must upgrade your skills. You must possess high-income skills to be comfortable. Because keep in mind now, Dr. King died broke. Malcolm died broke. Brandon Lou Hamer, all died poor. They all died poor. I don't want that for you or for I. That's why I say 
There's two things in America still reign supreme. And this thing called capitalism. Capitalism? Capitalism? There's capital and labor. The federal government made sure we'd have no capital. Made sure we was locked out of that. They made sure of that. The labor is the only thing that you and I control. That we got some say so of it. That's why you must be about acquiring high-end essential skills. I'll say it again. You must be about acquiring high-income essential skills. Whereby you can be compensated very, very well while we push and agitate for reparation. You want to be comfortable. Because why? This is going to be a marathon. It's going to be a, it's going to be a slow walk to the light. But we will get there. Your job, my job, is not to become deterred by the naysayers, by those who try to discourage us. Say we insane. Never happened. You know, ain't no slaves. You know, I got nothing to do with it. it. Ain't about you, baby. About the federal government who allowed us here. There's a debt owed. They owe debt. And it's not at the city level, the state level. It's the federal level. And we need to stop talking about Native Americans. They're taken care of. They got treaties. They got treaties. During COVID, right, there's about $20 billion set aside just for them. $20 billion that only they can access. You and I can get a nick of that money. We can get none of those programs. It's just for them. They have treaties, like casinos, etc. So stop putting other folks under our tent. Stop putting other folks with us. Focus on ourselves. And stop worrying about Native Americans. They're okay. For those who left, they're okay. They're in the federal government budget. We're not. And the funds allocated for them can only be accessed and used by them. And in fact, the reason why I say we went the wrong way, you cannot adopt a Native, a Native American, a Native uh, uh, born child without, without their consent. You cannot adopt a Native American child without their consent. Think about that. All these black American children with these lesbian and gay communities, lesbian and gay couples, why? We just citizen. We got no. We got. We got no leverage. We got no clout. Will you agree or not? Doesn't matter. They say it's okay. So anybody can adopt our children. Because why? We have no sovereignty. Because why? We chose to go the wrong way. So we need to understand. That the only option, the only option left for us as a collective group, reparation. You're not gonna do well on anything called universal policy. Ain't gonna do nothing for the group. And now, the last 30, 40 years, you got all these people here who's never here. To after the after the um, 55 Act of, of, of you know immigration, these folks are not even here. So now you got to continue with them. Now you got to include them. Before. That wasn't the problem. Is what? What you had to what? Whites and Negroes here. Just whites and Negroes. Now I got everybody here. Everybody. Everybody's here now. Everybody's here. And we always want to include everybody under our tent. 
bad mistake. You need to stay focused on ourselves. Stay focused on ourselves because nobody's on the bottom like us. For a group to be here this long, got no wealth. Why? Racist laws. King was fighting against uh, fighting against racism. He was not fighting against gender, all right, or sexuality. All his words, writing, was against what? Racism. Because why? We got hurt by race. Not by gender or sexuality, by race. But they said, no, 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 you can't use race. Supreme Court, white man Supreme Court, you can't use race no more. No, 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 no. It's anti-constitution. That worthless piece of paper. Worthless. Written by men who were, who were, who were, who were deriving their comfort off the labor of our ancestors. Think about that. These men were deriving their comfort off the labor of our ancestors, but they supposedly held in such high regard. Huh. I wouldn't give full cents for none of them. You can come to your own conclusion. But this I say in these closing minutes. We're not fighting reparation, we're foolish. Anything else? Too late for that now. So again, reparation is a marathon or a sprint. We gotta fight for it. We gotta fight for it. Not black people. That's the race, right? It's the race. We all black now. We're all part of the same race. But Ado's gotta fight for it. America to send the slaves. America more than black. We gotta fight for it. That's why. It's group Pacific. It's for a Pacific group because of a specific injustice that was done. That was co-signed and affirmed by the federal government. We gotta fight for it. So until next week, let me close in a minute. Again, I'm, I'm, your, host, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. You've been listening to W. BCA 102.9. Again, WBCA 102.9. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name our show, From the Trenches, baby. Observation from the Trenches. Well, think about things I see that are affecting my group. Again, I'm not against no group. I'm disparaging the group. I have no, no actually around against no group. No group needs more support than my group. Our Legitimate grievances have been totally removed from the table. We're not even an afterthought anymore. Everybody's getting but us. And for some reason, our leaders want to include everybody, everybody under our tent. We want the most wealthiest group in America, one of the most wealthless, wealthless, not worthless, wealthless in America. It's time to think about ourselves. Reparation is a marathon, not a sprint. It got to be waged by us. There's no getting around that. If we don't do it, it won't be done. Because why? It's group, it's group, it's group specific. I hope that these words encourage you to stay the fight for those who are there fighting for it. For those who are not, hope that it encourages you to get involved. But we got to push for it. We got to fight for it because nobody's coming to save us. Never have, never will. If we ain't fighting for ourselves, 
No one's coming to save us. Do an enslavement. Now, one African warrior came to check on us. Not one African warship came to try to extract us back home. Not one. Nobody came for us. All we got is each other. All we have is each other. And so if we're not fighting for reparation as a collective, shame on us. And we cannot be fooled because we're all we got. And we now are a permanent underclass as a group. Don't be fooled by your athletes or, or entertainers. They what I call just high price properties. Again, I'm your host, Larry, Larry Higginbottom. You listen to WBC, WBCA 102.9 FM. We'll see you next, next week with a different topic. And again, we'll keep it going, keep it moving. Hope to see you then. Take care. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass. 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.